Good morning, and welcome to a special update episode of Crime Over Coffee. We're your hosts. I'm Abby. And I'm Erica. Today, I'm going to be giving you guys a brief update on the Gabby Petito case. So grab yourself some fire department coffee and let's dive in. So we're coming on here to give you guys a brief update on the Gabby Petito case. We are still at a point where we are not going to go into every single speculation and theory that is out there because first off, it would take many hours to do that. And second off, they don't all deserve the attention. Um, I just want to give you guys the majority of the facts and what we can find that we know for sure actually happened. But I did want to give you guys an update since it's been a little bit since we released our Gabby Petito episode. As I'm sure most of you know, on September 19th, Gabby Petito's body was found in Wyoming. And it took several weeks for the autopsy results to come out. They did initially announce pretty quickly after that she did die of homicide. And then several days later did come out and say that the cause of death was strangulation. So at this point, it seems even more likely that Brian Laundrie probably did have a hand in Gabby's death. One thing that I know we've talked about before, but I just want to kind of reiterate because people were speculating that it could have been a, just an accidental death. Obviously, that's always a speculation in these cases. However, however, medical professionals have come out and said that it takes about 62 to 157 seconds for someone to die from strangulation. So the process is actually explained that within the first five to 10 seconds, the, a victim can lose consciousness while being strangled. And then between 11 and 17 seconds, they could have a seizure. But by 30 seconds, they have lost control of all of their organs. So it really goes to show that it probably was not accidental, I think is what these numbers are pointing out. The autopsy also did determine that Gabby's remains were in the wilderness for at least three weeks, but up to four weeks by the time that they found her, meaning that she would have died about the time that Brian Laundrie, well, just before Brian Laundrie left Wyoming to come back to Florida. Something interesting that I wanted to point out that we didn't talk about in our first episode is on August 17th, Brian flew home to Tampa, Florida without Gabby. And he told his family and his attorney that he flew home to get some items and empty and close a storage unit that he had because he wanted some more money for the road trip that they were on. And then on August 23rd, he flew back to Salt Lake City to meet Gabby and then was with her up until the point in time where he returned back home at the beginning of September without Gabby. Another note that we have discovered since our last episode is Brian's parents had originally told police that he left his house with a backpack on on September 14th. But they ended up changing their story and saying that he actually left September 13th, which is, believe it or not, a felony to lie to FBI in regards to a criminal case. So it is kind of suspicious on the parents part a little bit that they didn't know when their son had left, I guess. 
And obviously police were not very happy with them that their story was no longer lining up. His family did say that he left the house without his cell phone or his wallet. And at this point, authorities are all looking for Brian Laundrie. I'm sure you guys have probably seen this because I see it everywhere. Even Dog the Bounty Hunter and John Walsh are also doing their part to try to find Brian Laundrie. At this time, police are searching in a 25,000 acre Florida nature reserve. They have a lot of land that they're trying to cover to see if they could find Brian. In late September, the FBI did officially announce a federal arrest warrant issued for Brian Laundrie for his involvement with Gabby Petito's death and for the activities he participated in after she died. At the time of this recording, October 17th, 2021, they have not found Brian Laundrie and they are still actively searching for him. If you have any information regarding her death or the whereabouts of Brian Laundrie, call the FBI at 1-800-225-5324 or you can submit a tip online at fbi.gov slash tips. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. So we are coming back in on October 24th with an update for you guys. We did record the first part of this episode on October 17th, as you could tell, but we're coming back in because there were more updates that came out this week. So we decided to wait a little bit to release it. So the updates that have come out, as I'm sure many of you know, if you follow along, Brian Laundrie's remains were found on October 20th this week. His parents, Chris and Roberta, were at the reserve with police searching for Brian. And his father did find a bag that belonged to Brian and brought it to police. And then police were able to find remains. They did do a dental record confirmation and the remains were confirmed to be that of Brian Laundry. Along with the backpack that they found, there was a notebook that seemed to have belonged to Brian This notebook was in water, just like his body was. The water level had gone down, which is what then revealed his remains. And the notebook was, you know, pretty soaked from water. So from what I can tell at this point, they still have not read the notebook. They were waiting for the notebook to dry out completely before they started messing with it because they wanted to try to preserve as much of the writing and the evidence as possible. They're not sure yet if what is in the notebook is even going to be usable, if they're going to be able to get anything out of it. But like I said, they're just, they're kind of waiting for it to dry out a little bit. The remains that were found for Brian were described as just bones by police officers, which I think kind of alludes to the fact that he was probably out there for quite a while. One thing that was noted is that the reserve that he was in is known for having lots of alligators and wild pigs. So it's also possible that, you know, even if he wasn't out there for a super long time, the reason that only bones are left is because, you know, animals were out there scavenging and they found the body and started to eat it. The FBI did say that determining the cause of death is going to be really difficult 
since they only have skeletal remains. The FBI did say it's really gonna be hard to determine the cause of death since all they have are skeletal remains. So unless it was, you know, some serious damage to the skull, then there's not really gonna be a good way to determine it. It was speculated that if he did drown because he was in this body of water, there's not gonna be any evidence of that. The FBI profiler Jim Clement also said that it's very possible Brian's been dead the entire time that he's been missing. Defense attorney Mark O'Mara did say that it's very reasonable to believe that Brian probably took his own life. At this point, as of 1024, they have come out and said that the autopsy was not able to determine a cause of death or a manner of death, so they're going to be doing further examination. So it was it was not an obvious cause of death at this time, so they're still going to be looking into it. Something that was noted about the investigators is that where they were looking in the reserve was kind of some dangerous area. So they were going through high waters and avoiding lots of wildlife that could be considered dangerous. And it was said that survivalist experts said that they were skeptical that Brian would still be alive because of how bad the conditions were. And if he was alive, then it was most likely that he wasn't in the reserve at all while they were searching. Brian's lawyer, Stephen Bertolino, said that when he had last spoken with Brian prior to him going missing, he seemed to be grieving the loss of Gabby, which I think is an interesting note. Obviously, a lot of people have speculated if he had something to do with her death. So I, I just found that as something I would note. The lawyer, Stephen Bertolino, also mentioned that his clients, so Brian and his parents, had been cooperating with FBI since day one, but they had nothing to say about Gabby, which is also interesting. Stephen was also asked in an interview if Brian had told his parents anything about Gabby before he went missing. And he said, quote, not something I can comment on right now. I'd like to just leave it at that, end quote. So it's just, you know, a very lawyer response as, you know, can't say anything, but here you go. So obviously we have still a lot of questions. What happened to Brian while he was missing? How did he die? Who murdered Gabby? Because obviously she died from strangulation. So there was obviously a strangler. So at this point, I think we're all just kind of waiting to see the end results of the further examination on Brian's remains. So that hopefully maybe we can get some more answers. And I think that that notebook might hold some answers that we're all wanting. And that's what the FBI is really hoping as well. But at this time, both the murder of Gabby Petito and the suspicious death of Brian Landry are unsolved. The mystery has been solved. Here at Crime Over Coffee, our go-to caffeinated beverage for every episode is Fire Department Coffee. And you can get some as well and save 15% with our exclusive coupon code CRIMEPOD15. Owned and operated by firefighters and veterans, 10% of all their proceeds go directly to helping sick and injured first responders. And with an incredible range of flavors and caffeine strength, it's a company that all of us can easily support. So please go to firedeptcoffee.com and use our coupon code CRIMEPOD15 to support us, support them, help first responders, and get some incredibly tasty coffee along the way. Thanks for listening to this week's episode of Crime Over Coffee. You can find us on Instagram at Crime Over Coffee or on Facebook at Crime Over Coffee Podcast, where all of our photo and video content for each episode can be found. You can also email us your thoughts and case suggestions at crimeovercoffeepod at outlook.com. Also, all of our sources can be found in the show notes of each episode.
If you would like, you can support us by going to anchor.fm slash crimeovercoffee. Donations are greatly appreciated and assist in making the podcast possible. Other ways to support us include recommending us to friends and family, giving us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts, and subscribing to us on your favorite podcast listening medium. So again, thanks for listening, and we'll see you next time.